I just realized I need to exit out of YouTube to get to my notes app, so I couldn't do a, a cool fade out like I wanted to. But here we are. Welcome, Is that it? Welcome to another. I, I thought we were going to play the whole song. The whole It's like two minutes. Yeah, that's that's perfect. Uh, Start I it over it, from the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> we're, okay, from the top. <clears throat> The Welcome to Enough, the one and only podcast where you can hear a couple guys talk about movies and TV. We're your hosts, Ryan Ankner and Scott Sweeney. And how we doing? Pretty good. Pretty good. Um, I always feel like I'm nine years old when I say my full name, Scott Sweeney. Like, hi. I, it's, it's very sing-songy. Sissa. It's easier to say than my name. My name is... It's a mouthful. Yes, yes. But um, we uh, we got a big show tonight, so we're going to get right into it. I thought I'd start us off with uh, a pitch. Okay, what do you got? I know a lot of Hollywood producers and muckety mucks listen to this show, so... Uh, Hopefully only Harvey Weinstein. Yes. <laughs> he's, he's taking in the show in, in seclusion. We want to be in the Harvey Weinstein business. Yeah, we're going to restart the Weinstein company. <laughs> But uh, here's the pitch. A female reboot of the Boondock Saints <laughs> called the Boondock Angels. Are you in? Am I getting a green light from you or am I getting shelved? What do you think? I'm in. I, He's hate, in. I hate it a lot, but I'm in. Yes, that's all I needed to hear. He's in. And muckety mucks, if you're listening, and... Uh, you want to green light any of these passion projects that I mentioned from time to time? I would, I would appreciate that muchly. What's in the news? The news. We got a lot of news this week. Uh, there was an online petition of nerdy lunatics who are now one million strong to try to get HBO to remake the eighth season of Game of Thrones because they're not pleased with uh, the storyline. Um, er. A million signatures. Yes. This is a thing that people do now. Like. When something, when people don't like something, they can't just not like it. They need to like really nerd out and do a petition and like this faux internet activism that I actually was complaining yeah. about earlier today. Yes, like with the abortion ban thing. Like, not that I agree with it, but I'm just like, the it, taking to Instagram is not my favorite venue for that. Mm. And it's a lot of times it's 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 men virtue signaling. Like, like as white knights like oh I believe in a woman's reproductive rights and they're hoping women will just jump into their direct messages with nudes yeah there's a lot of that going on but yeah like it, it people do those change.org petitions yeah. whenever there's something that they don't particularly fancy yeah and yeah. they're like I like, can't stand it yeah they're like oh we need to strike this from the canon this didn't happen it's like just complain about it and move on. Like They're not going to make new shows. It'll cost them a billion dollars yeah. to redo the whole season. This what is, are they going to just say, you know what? We made a mistake. It's not the finale. It's back. Yeah. This is season eight. It's like it's embarrassing. Whatever. It's over. You don't like it, get over it. It's fine. I liked the latest episode. I thought it was the best episode of the season. Yeah, best maybe, one yet. Maybe even like two seasons. Torch everybody. More news. We got uh, the con film... Uh Con Film Festival. It's underway right now. It's underway. How's Pill Guys doing? Yes, <laughs> we're not there to support it, but uh, the premiere is. I think it's tonight. They got some other premieres. They got that new Tarantino, some cool stuff. Yeah, I really, really, really want to see that. I prefer the uh, Scott Con Film Festival, but uh, <laughs> that's not for a few months. Where we'll see Ready to Rumble and Varsity Blues. Just like Ocean's Eleven clips. Exactly. (laughs) Entourage. Yes. There's a new Joker trailer. Did you watch that? I didn't. But speaking in that realm, there's a new Batman, Robert Pattinson of Twilight fame. And a bunch of... uh, He's become an indie darling in the past couple years. He's done a bunch of cool, weird movies like Good Time and... That movie High Life, people said was good. I haven't seen that yet. But yeah, he's um, he's the new Batman. What do you think of that? You in? Wait, what was it? High Life again? That's that space movie that we yes. were gonna see, but we we didn't. were gonna see it and we didn't. That's yeah. a shame. It'll be on video in like two weeks. But yeah, him as Batman. I think it's kind of an interesting choice. It'll probably be cool. It's weird how there's a new Batman like every year. It's like such a. 
It used to be news when there was a new Batman. Now it's just like, oh, there's, there's a new Batman. Have you seen... This is the Joker trailer. Joker. Always tells me to smile. Joaquin is looking gritty as hell in this. Grittier than ever. That cleft palate. To bring laughter and joy to the world. I don't know. Something about this movie is like off to me. I'll see it obviously and hope for the best, but I don't know. What is this? He's in an alleyway. He's getting beat up. Yeah, he's a clown. He's like a, a proper comedian. They're giving the Joker like a different backstory. He's a comedian, sad sack, weird guy, and then some sort of. He's dancing. I've seen this trailer. He's dancing with his mother. Yeah, I feel this like is this is updated though. It's a little different. I don't even know. That guy from Atlanta yeah. getting that work. Brian Tyree Henry, he's good. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> it's a terrible... Uh, it doesn't translate. We got some more news here. This this one's big. What for, else you got? For Scotty. I don't know if you heard this, but... Uh, Chris Rock is teaming with Lionsgate on a new Saw movie. Saw Chris lo- Rock? Yes. Like, like that Chris Rock and st- Saw... The stand-up comedian yes. of... And Saw, like, yes, Jigsaw, yes. Is... He's making a new Saw movie. Like, he's writing it and starring in it, evidently. Hopefully he's the new Jigsaw, but I don't have... I think I'm right. Live or die. Game over. Is this too gritty? I'll stop. (laughs) But I'm a big fan of the Saw franchise, and uh, I think... Haven't uh, we seen all of them? Yes. We saw, what, like four of them in the theaters? Yes, I saw all of them in the theaters. Somehow I missed one because I was in rehab. Yeah, and then I maybe even a couple because of that because they were coming out like two of them happened rehab wise. Yeah, I remember that. Mm. And then another one when I was in LA, I think. What about another one? What about another one? But when are we getting another gig? I like the Saw movies, and not for the gore. I no, find, I like I f- everything about them. I find the gore like disgusting. Frankly, I enjoy like the awful mythology. Where the like Saw movies never got me. As much as like the hostile ones did, I almost threw up during Hostel Two. Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah, you were. I was white as a ghost, and I had to leave the room <laughs> after that. Oh, no, it was the first Hostel, that Achilles slicing scene. Yeah, I, I got mean, up and I was just like, I can't be in in this room right now. And, they, and that guy tried to sit next to us, or the the usher tried to make somebody move so that they could uh, sit yeah. next to us, and we wouldn't allow it. You pretended there was somebody there. They believed me. Yeah, no, but I like. Uh, the mythology like they killed off jigsaw in the third saw movie and then they made four more where like he was still the focus of the movie but he's dead and they really like they wrote themselves Safe. into a corner <laughs> and then all the movies got so much more ridiculous and i'm looking forward to seeing what chris rock has to bring to the franchise it should be uh interesting if nothing else and uh News-wise, that Robert De Niro bagel commercial, I don't know if we want to play it. It's, like, kind of long, but it's... I can folks, play it. look it up. It's called, like, Hamilton's Bagels or something. Robert De Niro did this bagel commercial that's, Is there like, a lot of talking in it, or is it just, like, noise and... I a lot forget. of it... There's some stuff to bit. It's like a... It's like the Al Pacino scene from Jack and Jill where he's doing a Dunkin' Donuts advert, but Robert De Niro did this in real life. Giant, what do you call this? Alton Bakes best bagel? My butt. Well, as far back as I can remember, <laughs> I always wanted to bake bagel. He is kind of dialed in. I'm kind of liking this performance. Did I tell you uh, that you were making fun of this and I like it? <laughs> well, I mean, this little mafia song in the background. Oh, it's so funny. At some point, they start playing like uh, like elevator music version of the Goodfellas theme. It's so embarrassing. He's a mob guy, and it's him and a bunch of, like, mafiosos running this bagel business. Get it? It's funny because of mafia. Shut up and drive. Now, what do you know? Wow. Perfect product falls straight in our lap. These bagels. Take a break. Go fill them with something nice. I'd say this is like embarrassing for him, but he's everything he's done over the past like 15, 20 years is embarrassing. Tony 
Yeah, this is listen to this like slightly off version of that song that plays in Goodfellas. Like the whoa. You know what I'm saying? Oh, oh, oh. See, they threw away all the competitors' bagels in the supermarket and replaced them with good bagels. And you see, that's funny because it's like Goodfellas, the movie, but it's good bagels. Oh, I, didn't, I hadn't gotten it. That's yeah. funny. You can tell they spent a lot of time thinking about this, making sure it was like really good. Tears. Oh, bada bing, bada boom. Sounds like a great movie. What movie? How does it end? Not well. <laughs> oh. oh, and he snuck in a forget about it. I'd rather wow. have Big Time Tommy doing that ad. Oh, I'd rather have Sam Aces Old Rothstein. For life. He should have done that as Sam uh, Aces High Rothstein, <laughs> like with the An shades. An equal amount in each muffin. Yes. But yeah, I thought that was... Uh, so I could fight back, I'm known. I thought that was something to behold. That little advert. You said I'm bringing heat on you? <laughs> you called my friend a faggot? Oh! You took your boots off, you put your feet on the... <laughs> and also, the last news item, uh, The Big Bang Theory aired its... I was gonna bring that up. Aired its oh. series finale last night. I heard you watched it and got emotional. Is this true? Nope. Fuck. I did, however, go on a ice-breaking first date with Jim Parsons and oh. hoping for a callback. <laughs> oh. I mean, I like you two together. I did rub his thigh under the table, and it was well-received. Wow. Oh, yeah. Hey, now. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> What'd you, you shut off this week? Are we? Do we have more news, or is that... That's, uh, that's it for this week. That's it from Scotty's News. The news is over. Insert news-ending soundbite Pew, 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 pew! <laughs> we still got to get one, but for now, it's pew, 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 pew. That'll do. Uh, what did I shut this week? I shut off this movie called Game of Death, which was a Bruce Lee movie, like one of his martial arts movies. What didn't you like about it? Well, I turned it on because this was the summary. A kung fu star who fakes death to outwit a gangland syndicate takes on basketball great Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, who is in the movie and plays himself. And I was like, this will be fun. But I watched like 30 minutes of it, and I don't have the patience for old movies. This, this movie was just like going on and on. There wasn't even any fight scenes. I was like, what am I watching here? And I just, I called it. Old movies aren't for me. Scotty needs that new stuff. Um, Scotty needs a fast-paced, fun, peppy storyline. That's all you shot one thing? Yep, that's all I got shot was. What do you got? I As we mentioned last week, that uh, guest bar. Mm, oh, yeah, we shot that. We did together. I would have finished it. You would have finished it, so that's a me shot. Mm. Climax, no good. Which is a shame because I really liked um, Love. I thought mm. that was interesting. Uh, I like Enter the Void. His I stuff, shut his off very Denzel's weird. Fences. Ooh. And I'm, as we've mentioned, a big Denzel guy. I don't know why, but that's true. As, as I mentioned last week, Will Smith is better than Denzel. Jesus Christ. I mean, is Denzel the genie in the new Aladdin movie? <laughs> is Denzel have uh, a movie where he's hunting down a CGI younger version of himself? Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> I didn't think so. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I really didn't like Fences. And it's it's adapted from a play. Mm. And it reads like a play. It, That's it, what I heard. People even people who liked it were like, it's, it's like watching a play. It's and, a play. Yeah. Like really long scenes on one set. Correct. Just people yammering back Just and like, forth. There's a scene where, and I know it's the 50s, but he lets his son borrow $10 so I'm giving you ten dollars, and like me doing this voice is inappropriate, I guess. But it's cool. I did my Chris Rock voice. Uh, yeah, true. Um, and they just go back and forth about the ten dollars, and it just sucks. I, I hated it. Uh, I couldn't wait to shut it off. I made it through like an hour, and I was like, "What the fuck am I doing?" Mm. And then I took a nap. <laughs> um, and I also shut off Lost Highway, the Ooh. David Lynch movie that everybody goes on and on about. First of all, Pullman is not a leading man. Agreed. And David Lynch is the most overrated director in Hollywood. People who say they like him, I'd love for them to explain why. He's, he's so weird. People love to love him. And I, I'm into some of his stuff, but it's... What do you... Do the impression. 
Oh. <laughs> Angst like signaling me to do the impression. I was hoping it would yes. come up organically, but me saying do the impression <laughs> is happening now. Do the voice. But yes, Naomi Watts is my favorite <laughs> actress. Watch my master class. I did. I, it sucked. <laughs> oh. You shut my master class? <laughs> I need a cigarette. Okay, that's all I've got. <laughs> Good enough. Yes. Yeah, that's all the shuts. Should we get uh, our special guest on the line? Yes. We have two guests tonight. Yes. Big two show. guests tonight. The uh, Yeah, let's get them on. Are okay. we doing our reviews with, with COD? Yeah, reviews can be... Okay. I only have like two anyways, so it's key. Let me cue up a song to uh, open up. No doubt. Welcome to The Rock. Yeah, fans, tonight we're going to be discussing uh, the film The Rock. Dopely. I'm trying to find the song I was thinking of. God damn it, Kai. Hmm. I mean, the fans are wild by this. They're like, wow, these guys are killing it tonight. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, um, yes, yes, yes. God damn it. I watched... While we're in this interim, before we get the cod pod swinging, uh, we both watched Black Swan recently. Yeah, I think you just did. watched it. I watched it like last week. This is a great movie, folks. If you've never seen it, one of Darren Aronofsky's uh, finer films. It's uh, clearly the work of a very talented director. His stuff. Uh, I really like his stuff, mainly like that and The Wrestler. I think are his best movies, which are very similar movies that have virtually the same ending. I'm gonna sneak in. And that's not a knock, it's it's cool in both movies, but if you watch them both, it's like, oh, that's, they basically get to the same gist and say the same thing and the this wrestling is, this and- This is fucking killing me. And ballet field. I mean, f what are you trying to do? Get a cut? Just forget the cut. Forget about it. Like Hamilton bagels. <laughs> he got it, folks. Folks, we did it. Yes. Good speed. Call him on your phone so that I can keep this going. Yes. I'm um, gonna pause it, and when he picks up, it'll be hilarious. Let me see here. Call him on FaceTime audio. That way I don't know drop. how to do that. Sure you do. Go into the info. You just do it. <laughs> how about you do it? I know that it's like a sick thing that I love the on-air gaffes. Mm. I, like it's, but like we got to be more polished than that. No doubt, no doubt. Yeah, let, let's like, let's cut that out. Can we cut things out? Hi <laughs> guys. Wow. The Madam. Hello. Cod is on the air, everybody. The Cod Pod Two. Cod Pod Two begins. What's up, guys? Thank you for um, putting down an episode of Chernobyl and making some time for us. Um, yeah, it, I mean, it's also it's riveting. I mean, really. <laughs> you love being riveted. <laughs> oh boy. Um, here we go. Let me pull hang on. Let me hang on before we start. Let me buckle up here. <laughs> buckle up. <laughs> um, so, as we mentioned, Cod, the, the, the big topic for this evening is the Michael Bay movie, The Rock, starring yes. Nicolas Cage and Sean Connery. And you're, we know you're a big fan, as we are. Big Rock guy, yep. Um, it's the you... 1995 action film directed by Michael Bay, which uh, set off a truly wild career for him and Nicolas Cage, I would say. It's a big... Uh, Big movie for both of them. I think it was sort of... Like, Cage had done Raising Arizona. And I think Con Air was the year before this. Uh, was, Con Air was after the It was rock. after. Correct. Yes. So, yeah, I mean, this kind of kicked in a lot. Like, Face Off and, you know, like, yeah, obviously Gone in 60 Seconds. This made and, Cage an action star. Like, well, and then he did Leaving Las Vegas, what, a year after this? Or maybe even, the, maybe even was, the same year. Was my time I think it was. I think, not even, I think he did the same year. Yeah. Yeah. It's a big year for him. Huge year. The Rock's a damn classic. This has a 66 on Rotten Tomatoes, which is something that pisses me off. 
that the fact wow. that, the, that the critics just don't like it because it's an action movie and there's no like you know like they'll give the Dark Knight a ninety eight percent because he let Heath Ledger's dead. Well, you know what's you know it's really funny. I think I think uh, Michael Bay gets too much hate because people love to hate him. It's so easy. But the strangest thing to bring up the Ron Tomatoes thing because I know we haven't discussed Face Off on here, but we've all privately talked about Face Off. Face Off is like praised on Rotten Tomatoes, and if you want to compare like the story of Face Off to the story of The Rock, Face Off is like ludicrous. Mm. Face Off is much, much less believable. <laughs> the Rock is, while it's an outrageous premise, it could, in theory, happen. Face yeah. Off is physically impossible. The minute you took someone's face off, they'd just die. Yeah. Well, and the plotholes in Face Off are absurd. I mean, <laughs> they're, they're glaring. <laughs> like, yeah. It, yeah, it's like a joke. Well, but. it's silly how like he shows like, like he shows up. Sean Archer. Show, we don't need to talk about Face Off. Yeah. That's a yeah. different episode. No, but The Rock wise, like people shit on Michael Bay, especially back in the day. Like he's a very exciting filmmaker. Like his movies look very cool. Like you can tell they're he, a little predictable. That's really the only note. Other than that, they're awesome. Like the look of it more than anything. Like his stuff looks like so like cool and sleek. Like he's also he, the highest grossing director for his age ever like he was what is he under 30 when he made this movie I have no oh, idea oh really young yeah yeah I mean dealing with the likes of Connery and Cage but I mean people complain about his fast cuts and his like super close ups and everything but I think that's aged way better like I, I didn't mind it back then because The Rock's an action movie so doing those fast cuts and yeah. close up shots he has, right. he has a lot of cool like stylistic things like we always joke about like the 360 panning around shot of someone oh, that he that. that's in every one of his movies <laughs> like the helicopter sunsets is in every one of his movies I feel uh, like there's always close up of sparks to some degree some sort of like oh yeah know, he loves sparks yeah, <laughs> he loves fire I got green smoke yeah loves smoke oh, yeah. that was a segment I wanted to do is uh I know we probably didn't prepare for this as much as we could have, but uh, favorite rock quotes. Yes. Let's at least come up with one each. Um, Carla was the prom queen just came to mind immediately. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a classic. Okay, that's a good one. Um, which is losers always whine about their best. Winners go home and fuck the prom queen. Nicholas Cage, Sean Connery says that. Then Nicholas Cage says Carla was the prom queen who's his wife. Correct. I mean, I... Yes. I, I not as much of a classic, but I'm a big fan of How's Your Bowling Arm. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's great. After he throws Womack off the edge of the building. Pull my fucking arm out! And then Nicolas Cage has to pull him back up onto the building. Womack. Drop the gun, or drop your boss. Yes. Uh, I would say mine is, I'm only boring your Humvee. <laughs> when, or, just, or just maybe Jade actually. <laughs> when Jade Sean Connery steals, when he steals the, uh, I was gonna play the Ed Harris clip really quick just for the very beginning. I'm trying to think of something fun Tony Todd says. Let me play, aka Candyman. Soft ass shit. Yeah, that's good. Director Walmack. Director, be advised. This scene's awesome. Sir, mercenaries get paid. Eighty-one civilians are under my control as of this moment. You are to take measures to assure this remains a need-to-know classified fact. Who is this? Mr. Director, you have a very serious problem. A battery of VX gas rockets is How long is this clip? a highly lethal strike on the population of the San Francisco Bay Area. What's on the TV? You can watch it. I'm calling in hours to state my demands. I want to know who I'm talking to. This is Brigadier General Francis X. Hummel, United States Marine Corps from Alcatraz. Out. <laughs> That's how I need to start ending phone calls. <laughs> this is Scotty Boy from Alcatraz. Out. Just hanging up on people. Yes. Yeah, I. Ed Harris, by the way, we talked about this the other day. He's looked 65 for the past 35 years. Yeah. He has, yes. Ed Harris does that thing in The Rock that I love when people are on intense phone calls. They look like they're eating the microphone, like they're holding the phone very intensely. Yeah, that's a good call. I was just... And he always slams it down at oh, the yeah. end. Yeah. <laughs> He makes a lot of phone calls in that movie, too, and there's that scene in the end that was giving me... It's intentionally giving you anxiety, where it's like, they make the demand, the government doesn't want to take it, they hang up on them, they call back, they make the demand again. It's just like a like a really good back and forth that just creates like such a heightened sense of just suspense. Mm, I dig that. And, I, and it's... 
that movie has one of the best car chase scenes in any movie. It's oh, the it's best car chase scene beyond like I don't know. You might want to hand it to like a bullet. Or oh something. well, why not? I would say that is for our generation. It's the best. Well, what's strange too, other than the police cars, which feel old, like the Ferrari and the Hummer, they, they feel modern enough so that it doesn't feel really old. Right. Mm. Like you could have both of those cars now, and they'd right. they'd be head turners because they're rare. But the you know the Hummer, they don't make Hummers anymore. But the ones that are still on the road basically still look like that. Mm. And when we were doing this, I put on my Criterion Collection uh, DVD of The Rock. Oh, which is one I of had the- that that got stolen from me in college. Ooh, that's a heartbreak. <laughs> good theft. They um, it's one of the sillier Criterion Collection releases. I bet they regret giving Michael Bay two Criterions. What but, was uh, the other one? Armageddon. Okay. But uh, they had a special. F- special feature they the premiere of this movie was at alcatraz yeah i didn't know that yep yeah i was sending you guys like pictures from it it looked uh looked like a hoot frankly imagine that they're all there like wearing the rock hats i was just like oh this is fun um little known thing i visited alcatraz with my family a couple summers ago i know that i remember that and um while we were there part of the tour they mentioned the movie and that sean connery lived on the island because he refused to go back and forth yes so he just set up a, like a little tent or like he probably had a whole he slept in the cell he probably had a whole setup I'd take oh, pleasure sure. in gutting you boy I, well, uh, uh, my favorite scene I mean the car chase obviously amazing and then the scene that doesn't get probably talked about enough with the rocks I think people forget about it but it's the um, the shower room well, oh, oh yeah, when they're, yeah. when they're sneaking in I mean, that's been recreated in other movies video games like I love that scene that scene is amazing yeah, that, that's true. That's a, good, a good call. Scene. The, um, you, get that, you get that Hans Zimmer playing. <laughs> dun, 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 that's dun, what I was dun, trying dun, to find dun, earlier. Is that Zimmer? The, I mean, um, this is before. Like, you know, what's strange is like Zimmer is kind of almost a household name now, as far as composers go, because of all the superhero <laughs> he, stuff. He is in this household. Oh yeah. But like, this is back before all of that. Yeah. Like before Pirates of the Caribbean. That, what would you is that would we say that's what really launched him? Now he's doing like video game soundtracks. I'd say Pirates was his first thing because Pirates that's like an iconic theme as they say. Like everyone knows video that. Video games didn't have soundtracks back in the mid nineties. No, they didn't. Mm. He's this. He's base. He's like he's up there with like a John Williams, Danny Elfman, like I don't know who the other. Those are probably the big three at this point. The big three. Yeah. What, are, we, are we done with The Rock? I have more stuff. We yeah. want to move on. More stuff on The Rock or other stuff? Other stuff. I'm good on The Rock. Yeah. This is a good, like, 10 minute break. That was some good rock talk. Yeah. Okay. Unless you have uh, any more, Cod. I'm good. Yeah. Okay. What do we got? You got coming soon? Well, I have. It just came out today. The new uh, George Clooney show, Catch 22, on Hulu. Oh. That's, the, oh, that's out now. Yeah. I watched the first episode. How'd you like it? I like it. I'm on board. Oh. You're in. Yeah. I think you guys will both like it too. It's like very weird and funny and like Coen Brothersy. Is it weird, Clooney? You know, I it's love weird my Clooney. weird Clooney. Um, he he directed last, uh, it and he's in it. Sorry. The last Hulu show I watched was the first with Sean Penn. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even remember yeah. that. You were the first and only person to ever watch it. I think. <laughs> it wasn't very good. Yeah, I actually I tried to watch that too because I was it's like, pretty, what is what is Sean Penn doing on a Hulu show? <laughs> and it was really boring and weird. Oh wow! But yeah, this is good. It's uh, you know, Catch Twenty Two based on uh, that, that classic book that uh, that I never read. That is supposed to be good. I I'm in. Get in I'll there. Check that out. Um, and others. By the way, I, I I legitimately wasn't kidding. Chernobyl is a very good miniseries so far. You love Chernobyl, and, huh? And I le- I legitimately wasn't kidding. I, I thought it was unbelievably boring. Yeah, man. <laughs> I turned it on. I wasn't kidding either. I mean, it was in within minutes I shut it off. Like It's like eerie and weird and they make like radiation scary, you know, like a horror movie sort of way. I like it. I couldn't get into it. I, I wanted to like well, it. Radiation but is scary. The show the show's yeah, so like dark. Like literally dark. It's just people in like this cave like and they keep being like, oh, like, the core is gone. And, like, everyone's just shuffling around. I was like, what and is this? Lane, and then Lane from Mad Men's watching. Yeah. I like him. He has What's jobs. his name in real life again? Lane Jared Harris. I think we did this on the last episode. We did, <laughs> Or maybe we? just in real life. But, uh, Cod, I wanted to mention that uh, Hugh Jackman Live is coming uh, 
coming to the Tweeter Center or somewhere around here. Yeah, I feel like we got to get some tickets. Yeah. Maybe a hotel room, nice suite yeah. for the boys. <laughs> Settle in, bottle of champagne for you guys. I'll eat some cookies. No, but, but you know what's funny about that? Who goes to that? Exactly. Like, That's remarkably like greatest good showman, question. Greatest Showman super fans? No, but is it like kids and families or middle-aged women? Like who's lining up to see Hugh Jackman? Delta tune. <laughs> obviously, he's selling you know some tickets because people are going and they it exi- it exists. Yeah. But they're doing. I've noticed it a lot on social media, so I think that they feel the need to plug it, which leads me to believe they may not be selling as well as they'd like. Yeah, like when cool. I first when I first saw it, I thought it was a joke. It's like Hugh Jackman live. I was like, what? <laughs> like, is he doing I, like the I Prestige even... or coming out as Wolverine and doing a song? <laughs> That would be fun. I liked your that bit about him having the claws come out on stage. Yes. <laughs> Snicked. Like that time that we all saw X-Men 2? X-Men 2 in the theater? For the midnight showing and I'd had a few drinks? That was X-Men 3. X-Men yeah, 3 and they tried to eject me from the theater? That's the one with Kelsey Grammer's Beast. You found that very enjoyable. I remember I fell asleep, quote unquote, in the theater. And when I awoke from my drunken slumber... Beast had roared onto the screen, and I found that very, very humorous. I literally just—you just made me remember. I looked at you. You were like blacked out, like dead asleep, and then all of a sudden, you like snapped awake and started cackling at like whatever was happening on screen, like Professor X going like Gene, your power, or whatever it is. Oh, it was, it was ridiculous. Um, remember how we talked about criminal activities the other day, Cod? Ooh. That tr- new Travolta vehicle directed by Jackie uh, Earl Haley. Yes. Yeah. I, I actually that was like the Poison Rose or something. Uh, oh, that's I, another one with Morgan. That's that's coming in a few weeks. You gotta wait. <laughs> I I rented it for ninety nine cents the other day, and no, I watched no. all of it. Oof. I love the I things. I pretty close to renting Trading Paint the other night. <laughs> <laughs> We've been talking about Trading Paint for months. Yes. There's so many like straight to video Travolta turkeys that just. We need all, to be viewed. I love the the process. Like, can I can I pull the trigger on such a turkey? Should I do this? If you you know what's funny is like Travolta had like a pretty solid run for a little while. Like he had like Saturday Night Fever. Well, no, um, the, right now I think he's in the middle of like his like third or fourth like comeback. Right. And well, it's, it's and this one is because of Gotti. You know it. Where we. <laughs> It's, where we call it a comeback. Yeah, the Travolta songs. Him just one be, might pretending say. to be married to Kelly Preston, flying around in a plane to meet men. Yeah, he's, he's a charmed life. Or just like I'll about, I'll stay in the plane. One of, one of the funniest reviews of Gotti was some guy saying, "And the chemistry between John Gotti and his wife in the movie is pretty bad," which is weird because it's played by his actual wife. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> they're right. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, yeah Kelly Preston. The stuff he comes out with, it's like I feel like we talked about it before, but like he used to be like a guy. Now he's like a, a straight to video like lunatic Turkey monster. Yeah, him and him and Cage are both like stuck in straight to video hell. They need to make Face Off two and come back to oh, theaters. I, what do you think? I think we'd both be definitely down for that. Yes, even though one of them died, but just bring him back. It'll be fine. Um, well, he took his face off his dead body. There you ooh, go. Oh yeah, good um, little good little retcon. Green light. Well, well, That's I a retcon. But like uh, a male yep. actor, because women women stu- they go into like a a stranger thing later in life in their careers. But it's like, yeah, Connery and Cage have just stopped. Not Connery. Connery did stop, but Cage and uh, Travolta stopped. Yeah. I mean, like De Niro does things and Pacino every once in a while, not too much stuff. Yeah, like, Cage is cranking yeah. out movies at a rate yeah, faster than he was in the '90s when he was in his 40s. We just. So we, we just played yeah. we just played it a few minutes ago De Niro's doing friggin bagel commercials now <laughs> with like budgets <laughs> the, that are did like, you watch but, that bagel commercial it's terrible yeah <laughs> oh my god it's a hoot it's it's really something Jesus Christ but yeah everyone's um, everyone's out to lunch what about what other coming soon we got uh, I'm excited about very little that's why this segment is like we're doing it weekly but it's it exists well, I you mean, know it's weird it's like it's, it's like summertime now and What's coming out? Aren't there supposed to be all these great movies? I, we, this is something we've wanted to discuss, the Marvel thing, as mm. we've both, we've all complained about. Yes. And, you know, like how the Marvel universe is sort of 
cannibalizing the entire film industry and swallowing it whole because mm-hmm. a movie like The Avengers Endgame comes out, makes a billion dollars, and nobody wants to go up against it, so they just shelf everything until Endgame is out of the theater, which will probably not be until August. <laughs> well, yeah, uh, it, well, and also, then two months after and two months before is another Marvel movie. Right. Mm. They have Spider-Man's up next, and yep. then what? We did this. We talked about this a little bit last time, but I want to dive deeper into it about how like. Yeah, do they have something in the fall? They might. I don't know. They definitely do. They've we got had the a whole bunch list of broken out, which we did, I think, on another pod. And especially, there, there's nothing. There's nothing end about end. Like there's nothing over about Endgame. That's just some of those characters aren't going to have movies anymore. See, I think that would be a good like if they didn't make any more. It is like an ending. They end. They give like a uh, closure on like several characters. I'm keeping it spoiler free, but I mean. Yeah, but they, they can stop. There's <laughs> gonna be like two or three more Black Panthers, right? There. Oh, absolutely. They're already. That yeah. was yeah. That's like a, think, a given. I think they're doing more Doctor Strange. Yeah, um, they're doing. They'll that, make another Captain Marvel. Yes. Captain Marvel made way more money than I thought it did. It Captain Marvel high. was so bad, I couldn't even believe it. And also, that just reminded me. Brie Larson came out recently and was talking about how like she compared herself to Tom Cruise. Like, oh, I do all my own stunts. It's like, oh, you mean like you do all your own like punching of CGI cartoons in like a green screen arena? Tom Cruise is dangling from helicopters and like breaking his in his fifties and literally breaking his leg jumping between buildings. Like you are on a green screen set, just like throwing your arms around. It's not the same thing. She she did a couple of uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu classes in Beverly Hills and has a yellow belt and thinks that you know she can throw a few high kicks and then it's on a. in front of a fucking screen with motion capture stuff all over her legs. Yeah. And then well, they'll, and they'll say that that's the same thing as Cruz literally like sprinting through a plate glass window. Yeah. Uh, and I love that Cruz is getting insecure with his age like as these movies come out so he's doing more and more weird shit in them. Yes. Yeah, he's he's just going for it. Just he, oh, yeah. he's doing whatever it takes. When's the next awesome. Mission Impossible coming out? That's what I want to know. They announced this, they're filming the next two back to back. Christopher McQuarrie's doing them. I think it's summer twenty twenty one and summer twenty twenty two. Um, do you want to you want to have your mind blown here? Sure. Um, yes. Um, Richard Attenborough in the first Jurassic Park. Yes. You know, he's almost for today. the same age as Tom Cruise was in the last Mission Impossible movie. The- <laughs> he looks funny. like he's a hundred. Yeah. <laughs> I know. People love doing welcome those. Welcome to Jurassic Park. People love doing those online. Like this person. I just did welcome to The Rock, by the way. This person's yeah. younger than Tom Cruise and just someone looking like shit in some movie. It's like. Tom Cruise is aging pretty much flawlessly. Yeah. Like he looks awesome. That's why we need to get into Scientology. That's where- there's a place right down the street. I'm already all in. Let's go. Sign right up. Oh, and by the way, um, to jump out of Marvel and, you know, we can circle back to Cruise whenever you want, but I, I Marvel makes me angry. But we yeah. were talking about, Cod, before we got you on the phone, we were talking about Black Swan. Okay. And I like Darren, Darren Aronofsky. Yeah. Darren Aronofsky. I know you're, you're in. But I am, yep. I actually made a really dumb statement the other day about Darren Aronofsky, and I was saying to Scott about how nothing that he does doesn't work. And Scott took pause for a second and then said... Oh, I can think of a few things that don't work, like Noah and the fountain. <laughs> and, <laughs> and now I feel like a horse's ass, and I thought it was kind of funny. Yes. No, I, I watched I watched his most something with him recently. What the hell? I look this up. Because, and I said, like, oh, my God, that was Darren Aronofsky. This I, is terrible. I liked Mother. I thought Mother was good. I liked Mother, yeah. Mother was maybe, weird maybe. as fuck. Mm. I think it was Mother. The last thing I remember seeing him on was an episode of Anthony Bourdain's show. But, um, <laughs> Interesting. May he rest in peace, fan of the friend of the show. Yeah, yeah no I doubt. like Gordon. Good guy. Um, I, I think it, maybe it was Mother. I didn't like Mother. Uh, I didn't love Mother, but I thought it was interesting. And it was. Oh, I, I went into it thinking it was going to be a big turkey, and I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, I, remember, I thought so it was I really cool. He was a producer on White Boy Ricky. Probably had nothing to do with it, but I remember seeing his name mm. there. I didn't like that movie. We saw that in the theater. We didn't really like it either. Yeah. I thought it was fine. It, it was, was, it was, I've been considering a rewatch. Because I like McConaughey, but that kid is not very yeah, likable. I don't think it would be a good rewatch. It, uh, yeah, it's whatever. I think Darren Aronofsky's great. Mm. Like, there's like uh, The Wrestler, Black Swan, Requiem yeah. for a Dream, 
and pie. Pie is are too home runs. Pie is too boring to get through. I've never seen the end of the it. Look, yeah, it's got a cool look to it though, and it's yeah. his first movie. Yeah. I think that I never saw the fountain, but I think that sucks, and I know Noah sucks. I never saw Noah or the fountain, but I know they're bad. Oh, Noah's very bad. Noah is. I can't, can either of you finish Noah? I can't even think of no. anything insulting enough to Noah? say about it. Yeah. <laughs> Noah. Noah. Like, I do remember watching it because like it's this weird like Russell Crowe thing, but it's got this. I remember. Yeah, yeah, I had a good feeling about it. I'm like, this is gonna be great. Like Russell Crowe's back. Like Aronofsky's back. And I have just, a theory about Russell Crowe that I've said before that he's very replaceable in everything. You could swap him out for Hugh Jackman, or any other Australian people. Just <laughs> any other like burly, like even Gerard Butler he's, would he's work definitely in most burly. of his roles. Him and Gerard Butler are definitely in the same. They're interchangeable. They're, they're in both the same forgettable, burly like, handsome, category. burly, bearded men. <laughs> well, well, Russell Crowe had a couple of really great years. You know, he got Rocky. really, really lucky with a few big roles like Beautiful Mind and Gladiator and American Gangster. I, Him being an American Gangster brings the whole movie down. Yeah, yeah, he's not that great. His whole arc and the storyline of like, oh, I'm a dad and I can't get it together and I've had too much to drink on the job. I barely remember this movie. I'm surprised he got an Oscar for Gladiator. I'm still surprised about that. I mean, I think he's way better in The Insider. What was it up against? The Insider? The Insider was his best. He's great in The Insider. That was 99. I think he got, I'm pretty sure he got nominated for that. He's the type Uh, of actor that's an, uh, he's an understated actor, so he's going to work better with a director that, it like works with an ensemble, like a man kind of director who has like a bunch of good actors all at once. Yeah. Whereas like if you throw Russell Crowe at the front of the pack and like he's doing like a I don't know like a Brian Grazer kind of thing mm. where he's the guy carrying the torch, it's too much and he's mm. and he can't he do that. it. And he did, did that Beautiful Mind and Cinderella Man too. And they weren't they and they were the most overrated movies of all time. I actually like Cinderella Man. Beautiful <laughs> Mind is boring. Come on. Yeah, and I know Cinderella Man. It's nothing special. It's just another boxing movie. But I remember enjoying it. No, but this just reminded me. He has a new Showtime limited series. Russell, Russell Crowe Crow does. He's playing Roger Ailes, the loudest voice. Yeah, that fucked up oh, Fox really? News guy. I totally watched that. I, I had thought of COD when I saw it. I was like, this is like The Insider too. This is. Well, so, Roger Ailes. Was Fox Roger Ailes is a very interesting character. You, I'm back in. Yeah. No, I'll, I'll watch this. I think someone cool <clears> directed <throat> it also, but I can't remember who. Yeah, Russell Crowe had a had a good streak of I'm, flicks. I'm a in fan. Like the late '90s, early 2000s. I know I'm a big Proof of Life guy. No, you're you're the only one. <laughs> yeah, he goes proof, like Proof of Life. We'll Jesus Christ. Ninety-seven. We'll call it ninety-seven is the beginning of it because uh, yeah, all these other movies are turkeys. Ninety-seven, he hit with L.A. Confidential. L.A. Confidential is um, good. I like him in that. Ninety-nine, he got The Insider. Ninety-nine, he also had. Um, oh wait, no, that Mystery Alaska was okay. Was it? <laughs> Gladiator in two thousand. I'd rather Proof watch Proof of Life in two thousand. I'd rather Beautiful watch Mind Mystery in Man. 01, <laughs> Master and Commander in oh three. Cinderella <laughs> Man in oh five. Three ten to Yuma in oh seven. Awesome and play. American Gangster in oh seven. Body of Lies in oh eight. I actually Body really, life. I really liked. Uh, <clears throat> did you ever see the Nice Guys? That movie with him and Ryan Gosling. Yeah, I saw it with you. I think. Yeah, that okay. was good. Probably that sounds right. No, I saw it with my mom. Actually, okay. my mom and I saw that, and it was good. Same but I, li- I'm a Gosling guy. I think Gosling could carry any vehicle. Like I would have. You give me crazy, stupid love. You swap out Ryan Gosling for Ryan Reynolds. I would never have watched it. No, but that movie. No one ever talks about that movie, The Nice Guys. That's like a quiet classic. Like it's they're the they're vein, a great yeah. they're a great duo. It's funny. It's gritty. It's like one of Shane Black's best movies. That and Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. They're both like fun duo caper comedies. I recommend them both to the fans. Kiss Kiss. He did both of those. Shane. Yeah. yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Did you ever see The Nice Guys, Cod? Yeah, I liked it. Yeah. Pleasantly surprised by it. Low expectations. The uh, how's this season of Survivor been? I heard it just wrapped up. <laughs> that, I, the irony of talking about that show is that's one of the shows that I have enjoyed watching in the past, but I have not seen an episode of one. Oh, I, I actually <laughs> thought you were still watching this season. No, Fuck. <laughs> Fun fact about Shane Black: he plays the restaurant manager in As Good as It Gets, the one who throws Nicholson out. Oh, that well, is fun. He's um. Yeah, he uh, he did that new Predator movie that wasn't very good. Ooh, that's, I actually shut that off the other night. Yeah, that's that's kind of a turkey. It's kind of a shame how weird and bad that movie is. 
Yeah, they, I, I, that was on like HBO. I'm like, I forgot this existed. And I put that on. That is not good. Yeah. Those are always the best when you forget that they don't. Like when we make that joke, like this movie doesn't exist. Like it's very literal that like it, right. it's not well, there anymore. Yes. I, I mean, I think we all did the same thing. You like see a trailer for it. It's like, oh, they're remaking Predator again. Okay. And then the next thing I ever hear about it is when it's on HBO. I'm like, oh, they have like a full release cycle and everything. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Came all the way around to, <laughs> and you're flipping channels and it pops up. Yeah, right. there's so many movies like that. You just you forget oh. about it for years, then you see like the poster when you're combing through flicks, and you're like, oh, like Fracture, that Anthony Hopkins Ryan Gosling movie, <laughs> and you're just like, what is this? Did this happen? I guess it did. I watch one of those probably twice a week. I did the mm. same thing with uh, the other day. I was going through someone's filmography, and I came across Basic. I'm like, was this a sequel to Basic Instinct? No, this is with Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah, like that movie where they're in the woods. Yeah, that's a perf- yes. That's a perfect yes. example. Such a forgettable movie. And that movie actually, it has a Pulp Fiction reference at the end, just because Samuel L. and Travolta are both in it. And I remember seeing it and just being like, are you just trying to like make this piece of shit movie like? Because they have it at the end. It's like, are you trying to like convince me that this movie was good by putting in a Pulp Fiction reference? I just want you guys to know that we're the only three people on Earth talking about Basic right now. Isn't yeah. that a fun feeling? Not even right no now. Like, this week. Ever. Yeah, this we'll, week, this month. I think we're good for the next few days. Yes. <laughs> That's accurate. Uh, what else we got? Cod, you got anything and else? Just, just one more coming soon. Oh, yeah, the, coming uh, soon. It came out today. I'll probably see it at some point this weekend. John Wick 3. Yeah. I'm, I'm into John Wick 3. I'm going to see it. I'm excited. Uh, I'll see it I, too. I, I, wanted, I watched the first two just basically thinking, hey, these are supposed to be good. I was I enjoyed them every time. I wouldn't consider myself a fan, but yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. There's supposedly the third one has a 98 yeah. or something I heard. Yeah. It Has started, that gone down? It started as like a joke. I saw the first one like, oh, it's John Wick. This looks stupid. He's, his dog gets killed and he kills everybody. <clears throat> and it's like surprisingly good. The second one I wasn't as crazy about. They, they do a deep dive into, like, the mythology of this assassin hotel. It's very Well, they've silly. got that Matrix style to them, because it's by the, one of the Matrix stunt guys, I think. Yeah, um, Chad Stahelski. Yeah, he, uh, good he, pull. He, he moved on up in the world. Yeah, he was, like, Neo's, like, literally his, his stunt double on the Matrix movies. Now he's directing Hollywood blockbusters. And then he left the Wachowski sisters behind and moved on. Yes. <laughs> I love... No? <laughs> no, that's good. <laughs> the Wachowski brothers, then they were the Wachowski siblings, now they're the Wachowski sisters. It's been a wild ride. But we support them on their journey. I actually heard that they were making... Lana and Lily. They're supposed to be making a new Matrix movie, I'm all about that. Mm, Jupiter Ascending, I own that movie actually. Yes. Oh yeah, your your iTunes turkeys. Let's, let's sneak that in real quick before we forget again. <laughs> yeah, pull your iTunes up. We can get that in in a couple minutes. <laughs> We That's do like have to do that. Show. We have to do that bachelor call. Fans, right. COD has the most fucked up digital library give us, give I us, have just, ever just seen. Do a tease. I think this should be a different show. All right, we'll do All a right. tease where we do a deep dive. But give me like, give me like a cup. Give us rattle off five right off the jump. I, I have some written. Oh, down you got for them. You. All right. Well, <laughs> I came prepared. The best part about how many awful turkeys you have in your collection is there's like three funny ones in a row often. I wrote this down. These are in a row. You own J. Edgar, <laughs> Jack Ryan, Shadow Recruit, <laughs> and Jupiter Ascending, which just came up. Oh, my. And another one that really struck my eye, The Monuments Men, Moulin Rouge, and The Mummy, the Tom Cruise one. That was a bet from both of you guys that I wouldn't buy it. <laughs> Uh, I believe that is true. Uh, the mummy. <laughs> you won't do it. But that 2017 Mummy remake, that actually did well in, in theaters, didn't it? No, it didn't. No. It actually sunk Universal's plans to make a whole universe of monster movies. Russell Crowe in that Mummy movie. Oh, wow. Alright, I need to see this on Box Office Mojo. They, they got so ahead of themselves. They announced a whole dark universe and all these movies. Like, Russell Crowe was going to be Dr. Jekyll... John Depp was going to be the Invisible Man. They had all these movies planned. That, and that, and that, no. Oh my god, it made so little. I know. Hold on. No, but then the Mummy tanked so bad they canceled. They canceled like a sea of movies. They canceled like four movies because this movie tanked so bad. Guess what the budget was? Probably like two hundred fifty mil. <laughs> the budget was one twenty-five. Okay. And the domestic total gross was eighty. 
It's a forty-five thousand dollar drop. Yeah, yeah Tom Cruise, five million. Very funny and real about the movie The Mummy when they released that trailer in theaters, and I saw this in theaters. The audio was all fucked up, where they actually cut out a oh. lot of background noise. Oh, I remember so this. Yeah, it's just Cruise yelling all weird, and that was like the real trailer that they launched. It's on YouTube. It's awful. Yeah, it's I remember crazy. seeing that. Oh, and by by the way, uh, its worldwide gross was over four hundred million, and eighty one percent was foreign. Yeah, for a Tom Cruise oh, movie, yes, the Mummy. For a Tom Cruise blockbuster to make eighty million dollars in its like entire domestic run—that's insane. He normally makes that like opening weekend. I mean, it's embarrassing for my boy. Oh, my God. That's kind of a strange one for Cruz to do, if you think about everything he does. Like, that that's kind of a weird one. Yeah, I agree. He normally seems to be very Perhaps calculated. Perhaps he has an axe to grind with Brendan Fraser. Hmm. <laughs> I think he might. <laughs> Just taking that franchise that nobody wants. Cruz isn't turkey-proof. The second Jack Reacher was one of the most unnecessary movies I've ever seen. So Alex Kurtzman, the director, didn't... Did he really only do two movies, or am I reading that wrong? No, that's right. He was, he's a writer. He wrote, like, the new Star Trek movies and I think some of the Pirates. He's one of those... I think he's part of a, a writing duo that, like, okay. writes all blockbusters. Whatever. Yeah, I can't wait. We got to do a full third Cod Pod where <laughs> we go through the list item by item, and we have no other agenda. Beyond, we'll do the news quick, and then we'll just... That's all we'll do. I'll have to get you an updated list because it's gotten bigger. <laughs> <laughs> the bigger it gets, the better. Because I don't care if we go over, we can record for two hours. I don't give a shit. In. Right, it's well, our I'll show. Guys, I'll let you guys get your next segment here. All Ooh. right, Cud. Well done. Um, talk soon. Talk to you later. Thanks, Cud. All right, so what do we have in the interim before we get our next special guest on the phone? Um, <clears throat> I finished season two of Smilf the other day. That's a shame. <laughs> For reasons unknown. It's a real shame. I mean, the show got canceled, and I was like, you know what? Now's as good a time as any to get back in there. I, I really... I thought season two was terrible. Like, bits aside... I shut it off in the the episode with the Western. as we, I think we said this in one of our first episodes. We have. It's a, I, I was just like, this is the biggest piece of shit show I've ever seen. Yeah. And without getting too into it, like, they do a whole Western episode, but, like, they, they're they doing, like, plot-affecting stuff within this Western episode. It's like... Like a Western. Like, uh, uh. And then the show <laughs> ends with, like, Smilf and Rosie O'Donnell going on a trip to Ireland to meet uh, Smilf's sister. And uh, we'll never get to meet her. We'll never know who Smilf's sister was kind of heartbreaking when you think about it do you agree no <laughs> He's i'm out. good but uh yeah i finished smilf got it in how did that how did it end just spoil it for us i literally just told you <laughs> it's the last thing that i said <laughs> sorry i was i was queuing up the next segment and yes. I, I lost <laughs> touch there no no it's fine is I that just... funny I mean, I thought it was funny, because I literally just said it, <laughs> right before you asked what happens. I was trying to cue up a bit for the next... It doesn't matter, man. Kid, it's uh, dope. We're having fun. This is why shows have producers. Yes. Because then I wouldn't have to do this. There'd be somebody in the background thinking about... No, but just to... We're getting into our Bachelorette segment, just to set it up real quick. The Catchlorette. Yes. Ryan's sister Kat is going to be joining us. And uh, I am not a big reality show guy. I watch almost no reality TV. And this was the first episode of The Bachelorette that I'd ever seen. I've never seen The Bachelor either. I assume there are uh, similar programs. And uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I I wasn't wowed. I have a ton of notes. <laughs> I do too. What I an asshole. I was like, should we get into? Are you, <clears throat> are you calling? Him? I'm gonna call her right now. Yes. <sighs> but yeah, the. I'll just wait till we get her on. Let's get her on the phone here. Ba ba ba. Yo. Hello. Cat, you're on the air. It's official. Wow. Hi, Cat. Oh yes, thank you for queuing that up. <laughs> 
impressed with me picking out my own tunes. Yeah, Kat actually picked her own theme music. Yes. This <clears> is <throat> the uncomfortable background music of The Bachelor itself. I mean, you're, you're giving a good first impression, Rose, to the fans right now. As an avid listener since 2002, I'm very used to these background songs making me uncomfortable. Yes. Now, um, you've, you've been watching The Bachelor, Bachelor for 20 years? First episode, 2002. I've, I'm an avid, loyal fan. Wow. Big I have a lot of it. notes on it. You know who used to be a big fan? Big Rob. What happened there? He lost interest? He left me. Left me high and dry. <laughs> Season still, 15, still, you're hanging in. I appreciate it. He still checks in from time to time, and he always seems to know what's up, but he claims he doesn't watch it live anymore, so we'll have to, we'll have to find out. Yeah. But let's, let's get into it. This, this season is Hannah from Alabama. I Hannah f- B, also known as Hannah the Beast. Yeah. I have to say, this is the first time I've ever watched The Bachelor and taken notes. <laughs> yep. How did it make you feel? I was a little, I felt like I was doing some homework, but I oh, needed yeah. to be prepared pretty enough squad. The, I, the fans, really, they need to know these things. <laughs> yes. I felt like a maniac. I was watching it and taking notes, just like, wow, this is this is my life now. This is cool. So I think we dive right in. Let's go to the yeah. limos. What are our thoughts on the entrances? Um, the first, my first takeaway is that she had her idiot friends in the in the van spying on everybody. Oh, yeah, I was out on them. They I hated that. And they both had idiot voice. Hi. I couldn't stand that. And I hated how Hannah kept shouting Roll Tide. Like, I yeah. know that's an Alabama thing, but it's did, yeah. she, did she go to University of Alabama? You know, we'll have to just fact check that, but I'm pretty sure she didn't, which makes it even funnier. That's just dumb, yeah. So, but yeah, some, <clears throat> some of the entrances... The reason she does that is because she's socially awkward and has knows nothing else to say. Yeah, right. I thought she was... <clears throat> she's attractive, but she's not like... TV attractive. Yeah, she's not like, let's have a competition to win your affections attractive. <laughs> Agree. Yeah, not, I did. She your, didn't do anything what would your for bachelor me. Bachelorette B, Scott. Like, what? What are we looking for here? I mean, a little chestier. Yeah. <laughs> right. Maybe that Anna de Armas. She's my go-to uh, celeb babe at the moment. I don't know if I know who that is. Um, is she on the yeah, list? She's on the list. Oh, she's on the list. Let yeah. me see a picture of her again. Is she the one from War Dogs? Um, no, she's the new Bond girl. She's... Let me see the picture. I, if she's on the list, I'll remember her face. We, we'll do it after. All right. The fans don't So what are, we, what are we giving Hannah B for a ranking? Six. Wow. Six. Wow. I mean, I'd probably give her like a seven or an eight, but still. I'm All right, go let's that. go into the guys. Um, <laughs> the guy from Jupiter, Florida, who's a contractor and he's dancing the whole time. Oh, he's horrendous. He sucks. I was so embarrassed he's... for so many of these guys. Like, he's once... going to be the villain. Jupiter. What about the one who was rapping? How about yes. that guy? Who was that? Cole or Colin? Rap or? guy. Connor. So rap guy Connor. Is also the no, guy that's that the gets, Asian guy. Rap guy is the guy that gets the first kiss, and he asks for the first kiss, which is just uncomfortable. And yeah, that was really enough. embarrassing when he was just like, I would like uh, to kiss you. Yeah. Enough. Just kiss her. <laughs> the show is so cringy <clears throat> like that. Like watching these guys like rollerblading up to her, trying to like stand out and be like, uh, I think you're like the most beautiful woman I've ever seen and stuff. It's like, so, oh God. Peter the pilot from California, he seems to be the most likable guy. Peter the pilot, big aviation guy, whole family does aviation. Of seems some pretty normal. <laughs> big guy rolling in in that uniform. I bet mom is a big fan of that. She loves. I thought nice that was nice. I thought that was guy. nice. Yeah. What about the corniest <clears throat> interest? I'm thinking the the package guy who just kept referring. To oh, the backs king, Joe. The backs king. The backs. <laughs> with that awful Chicago accent, he sucked. <laughs> I really didn't he was like awful. him. I loved when he kicked when she Jones. got rid of him too. He got all like offended. Yeah, tough. There was he one said guy. That was the biggest package she'd ever receive. Yeah, like oh, good one, guy. <laughs> and they did that gag at the end with Chris Harrison cleaning up all the pa- the package packaging peanuts. That's pretty awful. Um, the guy the who showed thing up. We, we notice is um, typical bachelor fashion. The token black guys. You always get a few of those. Mike, oh, yeah. the black guy. He seems pretty cool. The guy. He has a nice uh, great grandmother who looked like she's a thousand years old. <laughs> yep, and one of them has a nose ring. I noticed that. I did not catch that. Yeah, I missed. No, I know. I think you guys would be a big fan of him. I have a feeling he'll be a hit. Is John Paul Jones? What do we think of John Paul Jones? He's my number one so far. Yeah. <laughs> They started playing the asshole music right away with him. And oh, yeah. <laughs> he's the guy that we're all going to be watching. I can feel it. Yeah, one of the guys had a girlfriend. Scandalous. Oh, yeah. That Scandalous. was uh, Scott. 
Yes. Actually, ironically enough, yes. same name as you, bud. Yep. And then he was all nervous in the beginning, and then turns out the van of girls catch him with the girlfriend. Yeah, and that that's when Hannah really came alive. She really was like, was like, I'm not standing for this. Started like storming around, it. really putting on a show for the whole you, house. I was in on the fact that he flipped it back on her and accused her. In so reality, he's it's true. She yeah. did the same exact thing. I, I did. I did it. get a nice laugh out of that. I enjoyed that also. He was right. Yeah. He was like, yeah. well, you know, we're just. <laughs> he wanted to be like, come on, like we're on this TV show, like give me a break. What are you doing? <laughs> So I'm a little embarrassed. I usually try to pick my winner on the first night, and Jason, who I thought had the best first impression, already went home. But then he cried, wow. and I was embarrassed. Oh, oh he's, yeah, he's the one who was outside, like saying he's that the he. Crier. Yeah. Is he the one who said that if they hadn't had the guy with the girlfriend and he'd had more time with her, it would yep. have been different? Yeah, that was Basically. really lame. It's like, come on, man. She was going to cut you either way. She didn't like you. Yeah. I, I'm embarrassed to admit on air that he was my first impression pick. Wow. Uh, you know, I just gotta be honest. My first pick was was gonna be Luke from Georgia, that's, the guy deadlifting shirtless. That's who Scotty oh, has to God win this. Huh? Scott, sorry, we're all he talking about uh, God but. in the shower. Yeah, that that's what I'm saying. He was ta- when he started talking about God, and then when he crawled out of the sunroof growling like a bear. <laughs> I don't remember that. I was probably like. It's pretty awful. I was probably looking at my phone when that was happening. One interesting anecdote, someone we should watch throughout the season, is Joey J. I don't know if you guys <laughs> noticed him. He was my college Joey. roommate's high school sweetheart. Oh, wow. So you so have I a... this could be interesting. You have a nice personal connection while watching. That's fun. In addition to the fact that they broke up because she cheated on him, so we should find some... I would imagine he has some good stories of, like, you know, cheating scandals he's going to tell Hannah B. I mean, as the season unfolds, I think we've got a lot of uh, twists and turns to look forward to. There's some good juice here, and I'm very impressed with the enough squad for digging in and watching The Bachelorette. Yeah, like, at the end, when I was like, I can't watch this again, and then they showed, like, what's to come this season, and then they showed, like, Jason Biggs and some fun stuff, and I was like, I'm back in. And then those guys had been in a fight, and somebody was getting taken off in an ambulance. Yeah, that, that hooked me oh, right in. That I was like, fun. all right, ambulance, I'm back in. That probably doesn't happen until, like, the 12th episode, but they know that that'll keep people involved. Like, oh, something... Something dangerous happens. They and also filmed in Boston this season, so you never know. Maybe you're in the background. How did I miss oh, wow. that? Big Faneuil Hall guy, are you, Ray? Not really, no. Wait, that house? That house is in Boston? Or No, no, no. no they, 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 they did like trips. a... Oh, okay. The trips. They, they did an episode. I get it. Okay. Yeah. So Faneuil Hall is like... I'm pretty sure they're probably at like Ned Devine's or something. Ooh. You the, never know. That math teacher, Brian, who got all nervous... Brian. Uh, I did like her dress, though. You gotta say, she had a great dress. She looked great. She was, yeah. She was showing some leg. She was looking dope. Oh, well, you'll notice those rose ceremonies end with the sun coming up. They literally film all night. Ooh, Jesus. It's pretty awful. Yeah, they probably, like, barrel through that and just film. They probably just... Yeah, it's probably a long, long, long process just because they have to get so many cutscenes of just, like, gaffes and just silliness and grown men crying yes yeah Yeah. why he would cry on tv is beyond me more than more than one guy cried i wrote dudes crying which implied (laughs) there must have been at least two well i have to say you're in for a treat i think the cachelorette update on the enough podcast is going to be a big hit yes fans are going to be in yeah, they're already going wild. Yeah, thanks for coming up with the idea. Once again, this is my sister Catherine, and uh, stay tuned for you know updates every week. Next week's episode. Wow. All right, Kat. I'll, All right guys, uh, have a good night. All right, you see too. you soon. Bye. Love you. Bye. Love you. Bye. So look at you with a heart of gold, sneaking in some L bombs. You know, you got to keep it real. No doubt. Um, I'm out, and we're way over the time. You got anything else? No, this seems like a show. This is a show. I think we did it all. I think we've we've covered it. We've said it all, as yes. they say. Let me sneak in some plugs. Let's get some plugs in. Plugaroo. Plugaroo. Um, hold on a second. I wanted to plug really quick a another podcast called Movie Premieres Unlimited. It's a podcast run by my friend uh, Julio, who does the wildly popular Night Opening account, which you can follow at Night Opening on Twitter. Or at night openings on Instagram. 
It's very fun. He posts pictures from uh, movie premieres in the 90s and stuff. That's it's very, at night opening? Yes. And, and on, it's like different funny celebs and stuff? Yeah, like he, he'll post from like the Wild Hogs premiere or like the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2 premiere, like all the pictures from it. It's it's very fun funny, and yeah. nostalgia. And his podcast and is really... at night opening on Instagram and Twitter? Yeah, with an S on the end on Instagram. Okay. But also his podcast where he, he'll do deep dives into these premieres. It's good. It's called uh, Movie Premieres Unlimited. Check it out. Okay. Um, and I am Skip Season on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at Ankner on Instagram. Um, at Ankfit on Instagram. Hey now. Ankfit.com. And my cell phone is still 617-797-3076. Feel free to send nudes. Ooh. Um, that's it for this week, folks. Uh, hang in there for future Bachelorette talk. Yes. And we're going to go through Cod's <laughs> iTunes library very soon. I know. The, fan, weekend, everybody. the fans you. are clamoring for that. And also, uh, we're brought to you in part by Benefix. Just sneaking that in. Oh, yeah, that's true. And if once again, if you do join the Benefix family... Just know that part of the proceeds go towards buying uh, Mike a new Mazda uh, crossover SUV. Ooh, lovely. Folks, have a good one. the fuck?